Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means, don't we? We get to talk about ghosts for 30 minutes to start our week. Now, isn't that a good way to start a week? I do think so. I'll tell you what's not on my side, though. The weather. We're having a heat wave in the UK at the minute. It's like 30 degree plus every day. And um, when you dress all in black every day and you kind of have a security scarf. I know that's a weird thing to have, but it appears I have a security scarf. There's a scarf that I've had for about four years. And it's only since it's got warm that I've realized I like to wear the scarf every time I go outside in case I get attacked by, I don't know, a chill on the neck or something. But clearly, like, I don't feel comfortable leaving the house without the scarf. And you look a bit of a tit walking out the house in 30 degree heat in a scarf. But it's clearly not for warmth, this scarf. So I wear it clearly because I think, hey, I look a bit suave in this. And I don't like that admission, but I clearly do. So it's an accessory as opposed to a functional scarf. But when we went away on the cruise, don't worry, we'll talk about ghosts very shortly. Um, We were in, where were we? We were in Ibiza. And there was like a gents, like designer clothing store thing. And I seen a lot of scarves in the window like very thin scarves, which is nice. That's what I like. And I went in and said, have you got any just black ones? Because, you know, I can't wear any other color. God forbid. And they went, well, not really. You see, and he went, um, he went, you see, these are not scarves that you would wear to keep the chill off. These are scarves for fashion. And I looked at him thinking, you're saying I can't. Listen, mate, I've got a security scarf. I think you need to know who you're talking to here. But um, then I looked how the scarves would actually be worn. And no, it, they might have been for fashion, but they were like what Johnny Depp would wear. You know, you'd need like 12. And I thought, no, I, I'm not that. I'm not in that need of scarf security. I have one back at home and it's uh, serving me well. So I'd like to just uh, start these shows by letting you in on my well there. Wish I didn't now because it kind of doesn't put, paint me in a good light. Think I need a security scarf, especially after my recent admission about sobbing a 30 seconds of watership down. Anyway, moving swiftly on, what have we got in store for you this week? Well, we have some of your wonderful listener ghost stories, and they're great this week. Not that they're bad any other week, but they're particularly good this week. And we, of course, are going to do a paranormal review where I review something paranormal, so you don't have to. And we're hopefully going to get Becca in the back part of the show to visit her Reddit corner and tell us all about what's been going on over on that social media app. See, I don't think I'm a boomer, and then I say things like, I call Reddit a social media app. And then I think maybe I am. I don't care if I am, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, but before we do all of that, we of course need to say a big thank you to everyone who supports the show over on Patreon. When you sign up to Patreon, I'm telling Australian in this, I've noticed. But when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get a barbecue and several shrimps. Oh, no. That was a terrible joke. But um, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support the show, but you also get two extra Patreon podcasts each and every week. You also get your name sung out as a thank you on the show. And there's about 200 hours plus of back catalogue over on Patreon, just of Patreon exclusive shows. Yeah, so why not? Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do, of course, I, as a thank you, will sing your name on the show. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have seven wonderful new Patreons this week. We have Amy Chamberlain, Alice Edwards, Denise Goodnight, Fiona Eckenley, Angela Miles, Jennifer Mullen, and John Roberts. A lot of names to fit in. Let's do it like Paul Simon would, I imagine. Amy Chamberlain, Alice Edwards, Dennis Goodnight signed up. 
Fiona Eckley, Angela Miles, Jennifer Mullen, John Roberts. You have signed up to Patreon. So I'm singing you this song. You could even sing along by saying Demi Chamberlain, Alice Edwards, Dennis Goodnight signed up. Fiona Eckley, Angela Miles, Jennifer Mullen, John Roberts. You have signed up to Patreon. And I'm singing you a song You could even sing alone God, that was a struggle It's hard to finger pick and play, you know um, It's not if you're good, but that's all I'll say Anyway, as you know, we end it on a seventh here There's a seventh chord Someone asked, what does it mean when you say ended it on a seventh? It means this is a G And this is a G7 Or this is a C And this is a C7 so, you know, just a little bit of a jazzy sort of thing that you can go over the top of. I don't know. Ask the Beatles why they've done it. That's why I copy it. Anywho, thank you, guys. Don't forget, if you want to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time for a paranormal review where I review something so you don't have to. I'm still turning Australian. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Maybe I need to go and see a doctor. Anyway, um, this week, what we're going to have a little discussion about is a new podcast that I've stumbled across. And I literally mean stumbled across because if, like I, you run out of podcasts, I mean, maybe I just consume far too many podcasts. I don't know. You think I'd be sick of it, given that I, I produce two and, you know, I'm clearly and loads of Patreon stuff. So you think I'd just be like, can't be asked listening to podcasts as well as, but I love it. And um, when I run out, I just start searching for things, you know, like um, maybe topics, I don't know. For example, Enfield Poltergeist, for example, and see if there's any podcasts that I haven't heard that are clearly covering paranormal stuff. Anyway, in doing so, I've come across a podcast which I really like, and I'm going to share it with you. It's a podcast called Strange Uncles, and I don't know much about it. I found it about two days ago, and I've binged about six episodes thus far, and I really like it thus far. It's hosted by two guys, and they've got good banter. They've got the right level of banter. I know for a lot of people... This show that you're listening to right now can obviously stretch too far into the stupid for people to go, I like some seriousness in my paranormalness. Thank you very much. And that's fine. Each to their own. But um, they have the right level of banter, I think. So I think it'll appeal to a lot of people. And obviously, you know, I, I'm a bit of a disadvantage on the show because it's just me. Don't get me wrong. I drink enough coffee and therefore talk more than two people on any show would talk. But it's good to have that co-host bounce off, I think. And they get that balance just right. And some of the topics they cover are right up our alley. So there's a load on ghosts. There's some on UFOs. They cover the, the, the whole paranormal gamut, really. I've just listened to one on the Montauk Project, which if you all know, if you watch anything on the web or on, on the web, if you watch anything on the internet, um, then you will know that Stranger Things is kind of roughly based on the Montauk Project. So if you're interested in finding out any alleged truth behind Stranger Things, you could listen to that episode. There's a really good episode, which I've, I'm going to need to listen to again because I was driving when I was listening to it. And I really need to give it a deep dive. But basically, they interview some guy and he's very hyper. But he's talking about what it's like living with his mum while she was possessed by a demon. And I don't, I couldn't pick, pick out because I was driving, as I say. And I'm a very safe driver, I will have you know. That, um... So I wasn't really concentrating. So I don't know whether it was like, and this is all from my new book, Living with a Possessed Mum. And it was just loads of exaggerated stuff. 
or whether it was a kind of a, you know, it seemed legit and it seemed really scary when I was listening to it. But all in, the podcast as a whole is well put together, great topics, great hosts, and I suggest you go and check out Strange Uncles. Like I say, I'm only six episodes or thereabouts in, so hopefully there's not an episode with a like. And now that's this episode's dedicated to our far-right views. I'm sure there won't be. Um, they seem like two stand-up guys. But if you want a review for Strange Uncles, for me, it's two thumbs up to the sky thus far. Little edit point here. I just thought you'd all like to know. Normally the music would play there, but I thought you'd all like to know that when I say two thumbs up to the sky, I've just realised I actually do each time put two thumbs up in the air. And um, I thought you'd all like to know that. So yeah, I'm a proper tit. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Yes, it's my favourite time of the week. And I know I say it for each segment, but this is truly my favourite time of the week. Why, you ask? Because I get to read stories that I've never read before and get scared about things that I've never heard before. So our first email today comes in literally from an unnamed fan. Stories from an unnamed fan is in the subject box. And I like it when people do that, because it stops me from making a show of myself by saying, Jenny writes, Hi Kev, please don't use my name. Oh. So um, this person writes, Hi Kev, hi, I'm Becca. Hi. Meow. Don't be upset, neighbour's cat. Not everybody has to say hello to you, you know, in an email. I don't know. Cats these days. Anyway, I initially found the dog paranormal. I listened to every episode, and I've been listening to this podcast out of order. That's out of order. By what tickles my fancy. Oh, by what title tickles my fancy. I love your content and I'm so glad I found you guys. Oh, well, thank you, unnamed fan. I'm really happy to hear that. Genuinely. Thank you. I've wanted to write into you for a while. In fact, I've been drafting and redrafting this email in bits and pieces for months because I find it very difficult to explain what I want to you. I'm not great at writing and have the concentration and spelling of a used sponge. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, but will be stealing. I will try, though. I'm going to include one or two stories from my early life on this email because it's still taking me forever to get the time to put the rest together in sequential order. I'm naming them purely so I can find where I've proofread to be easier. I will send the rest of the stories on when I get a chance, and they'll likely be in batches too. I'm going to change names purely because some of my relatives aren't comfortable with people knowing their business. Completely get ya. Thank you very much, unnamed fan. And please do send those other stories when you get a mo. A mo. That's English for, that's English slang for a moment. Not that anyone needed to hear that explanation, Kevin. Honest to God. Anyway, this is unnamed fan's stories. Before I begin, here's a brief introduction. As a child, I thought that people who didn't believe in ghosts were on the same level as those who didn't believe in dinosaurs or that the earth was round. I didn't know how they could ignore obvious truths. This is because the children in my family have always seen ghosts. Not everywhere. It's not like the sixth sense. I see dead people there everywhere. Sometimes you see them and sometimes you just know they're there. I have distinct memories, even still right now of seeing people who've passed and sometimes even as I look through my memory I can see that my eyes saw nothing. I saw nothing at the time and I saw nothing in the memory but still I knew what I was looking at. How do you explain to someone that you've seen something without your eyes? I know many people find the concept insane but I think the realities of life for my family will require your listeners to suspend their disbelief. 
This gift has only emerged in my generation, and as the second eldest of 15 grandkids, I was the second to have this odd sight, and the first to actually brazenly talk about it. I still have no idea if it skipped generations or was some fluke of genetics that led to us to see what others can't. That being said, my experiences leave me to question if older family had seen and have just forgotten, but I leave that up to you to decide. My first story is called A Family Visit. When I was five, I met an aunt that lived down the country for the first time in memory. Open brackets. She was actually a great aunt, but my family dropped the great for aunts and uncles. Close brackets. She came for a visit, her and her mother, leaving her kids at home. My aunt is a lovely lady, and I still remember the love she showed me that day. Her mother was the sweetest, though. I didn't really have the concept of how aunts and uncles worked because the family is so big, and we even call old cousins auntie so it was rather confusing. I'd no idea that my great-aunt's mother was my great-gran, because no one actually told me. I met the ladies in my granny's kitchen. My aunt wasn't my granny's sister, she was my granddad's sister. I figured that out by myself. She didn't look like my gran, and they didn't have the bond I expected for siblings. It was all grown-up chats and boring discussions about people I didn't know. So I left the ladies to their chats and wandered off to play down the other end of the kitchen by the sunroom. I loved the sunroom, but it was too hot in there and I couldn't reach the windows. So I sat with the door open trying to let it cool as I coloured. My auntie's mam came over to have a chat. I asked why and she said it was boring over there and I found it funny because that's what I thought too. It was just a simple family visit. It would have faded completely from my mind had I not been talking about it the day after. The day after the visit, I was still confused about how people were related to me, so I asked, Auntie M is my auntie, but not like Auntie C. I got a yes, and it was explained that she was my granddad's sister, while my Auntie C was my mother's sister. I said I was just checking. So, who is her mammy? I then asked. I was told her mammy was Nanny Murphy, my granddad's mammy. I was confused, which I think now is fairly understandable. What did you mean she was? Is she not his mammy anymore? I asked. I was told that she passed away. I didn't know what that meant and asked a hundred questions until I was told she was dead. Death was a vague concept to five-year-old me. It meant that you had gone to heaven far away and couldn't ever come back. This meant I had a hundred more questions, all which were answered as my mother and grandmother moved along with their daily jobs around the house. But I was like a dog with a bone. I was getting different answers that didn't fit together, and using different analogies from the two people. I don't exactly remember how I phrased it because I got frustrated by the half-answers and lack of clear explanations. The table was being set for dinner when I had a bit of a tantrum. No one would tell me how people come back from heaven. Everyone keeps saying you stay in heaven. I was furious because I was being lied to. I knew I was being lied to because they kept saying my great-grand Nanny Murphy was in heaven 
but I literally saw her yesterday. I blew up and shouted. I wasn't a child to have tantrums, so this got me undivided attention from both my mother and my grandmother. I was struggling to voice my own confusion. At one point, my mother caught on and said, Oh, honey, that wasn't Nana Murphy, and looked at me with a sad smile and resumed preparing dinner. She told me I was confusing Auntie M with Nana Murphy. I got really annoyed and then shouted that I was talking about the other lady, not Auntie M. The table stopped being set. My grand slowed as she walked towards the table with the glasses. What other lady? They both told me Auntie M was the only one who visited yesterday. I was so sad and angry and frustrated. I don't know if I'd ever been so frustrated before. Now, I know I'd have been swearing like a sailor, but I didn't have the vocabulary to express or even name these big emotions of five. It took a while, but slowly I convinced them that it happened. They said they'd forgotten about the other lady and that it must not have been my Nana Murphy who was in heaven, but they must have both forgotten because they can't remember who it was. I now know that they were just placating me as an excuse to avoid telling me that the lady I spent the afternoon chatting with was indeed my dead great-grandmother. I wasn't satisfied with how the conversation went then, to be honest. They stopped answering my questions and sat at dinner asking me a lot of questions. I answered because it must be annoying to forget something that happened yesterday. I told them what the woman looked like, in brackets, like my Auntie M but older with brown curly hair with grey in it. I told them what she wore, in brackets, a blue jumper with a little collar and brown trousers. I told them how she spoke, in brackets, like she was grumpy even when she was saying nice things. And I told them what she said. I told them all she told me she had a thing that was like a birthday near my birthday, but I didn't know what that meant. They told me it was probably an anniversary, in brackets, which I only knew in the context of marriage and wedding anniversaries, so I accepted it. What I didn't realise was that her anniversary was the anniversary of her death, not her marriage. I only remembered this happening because it was the most frustrating day I've ever had. Honestly, it might still be the most frustrating day I've had. It was so emotional because it felt like someone was telling me the sky was green. I find it rather unsettling that had I not asked any questions, I'd probably have forgotten the whole thing happened and no one would have ever known. I think I mostly find it unsettling because I'd never have remembered the other things that happened if someone else hadn't given me a reason to as well. I asked my mom how she didn't notice I was sat there talking to myself. And she said, But sure, you're always talking to yourself. Which raises a whole slew of questions for me, but apparently raised none for her at the time. My second story is Grandar died. When I was seven, my grandar died. I was still hazy on the whole death thing, which honestly makes sense when people are telling you you can't see people after they're dead but you can. My grandar got cancer. It was the most shocking thing that's ever happened to me. He was my grandar. He was invincible, strong and utterly unwavering, yet I watched him get sick and fade away. I visited him in hospital and he couldn't even use the bathroom. He had a dish he used, 
which horrified me. I can still find my way back to that room after 20 plus years and numerous renovations to the hospital. I didn't know what cancer was. I didn't know someone could get so sick they fade away into almost a skeleton. I remember how sad I was when everyone said he wasn't coming back. I remember everyone's sadness and that I wasn't allowed to go to the funeral. I also remember the secondary heartbreak of him coming back. No longer a sick skeleton man, but looking how he was before he got sick. I remember how happy I was. Then I remember how sad I was that I'd see him walking the house, checking in on everyone, but he wouldn't talk to me. I remember how utterly, utterly heartbroken I was that I'd follow him, calling him, and he'd walk into a room and when I followed he was gone. Kevin, I thought he'd come back, but that he just didn't love me anymore. I can't really tell you how much that hurt, to think that your favourite person in the world just didn't love you anymore. Anytime I seen him, he'd walk away and hide. Even when I didn't see him with my eyes, if I looked at him, he'd walk away. If I pretended he wasn't there, he'd stay longer. But I was so desperate to make him love me again, I couldn't manage that. I started to write him messages and draw him pictures. He'd still sometimes come up behind me to see what I was drawing like he used to. So I thought he'd read them and talk to me. But he didn't. I started hiding the messages then. That's when I broke my granny's heart. It had been months and suddenly all over the house there were drawings with messages in every room. Grandar, I miss you. Grandar, I love you. Grandar, why won't you talk to me? Grandar, why don't you love me? Grandar, I see you. Grandar, please stop running away. Grandar, I'm sorry. They all had pictures of me or Grandar with crying faces, etc. I had no thought of the consequences for my granny. It wasn't badness, I just had no concept or understanding of how it would upset her. I didn't even realise at that point that they didn't see him. My mother got angry. So angry. I only remember the whole thing because my mother had never been so mad at me. I think she thought I was trying to upset granny. She shouted that I was never to do that again. She told me to stop lying about seeing him. I told her I wasn't lying, and she said to stop talking about it either way. I did. I never brought it up to anyone again. I never mentioned a single thing about what I was seeing until I was a teenager, which horrified my mother because she thought I'd stopped seeing them, but I hadn't. That's a story for the next email, though. Live long and prosper, an unnamed fan. An unnamed fan who's clearly a Trekkie. Sorry, I had to bring some levity to it then because I've just had a fucking ball in session during that. Like, literally, there was a break point in that story. I, won't, I can't even think about it because it'll start me, start me off again. There was a point in that story where you're saying about putting the pictures around the house. Fucking hell. Pardon my French. I have just cried like a broken child. Honest to God. Wow. That is emotional, that. I mean, you're probably... And somebody's listening now thinking, it's not... Just pictures on a wall. Fucking is. I tell you. Sorry for swearing. I do apologize for my language. But it's very rare. Very rare. Christ. I haven't I haven't read a story and wept in years. Years. I think years anyway. But oh my god, an unnamed fan. Um well done you for being I don't know what I'm saying. I'm 
You've really cut. You've threw me for a for a loop. Well done you for being psychic. <laughs> what am I saying? Well done you. Well done you for being alive. No, well done you for writing and sending the stories. And you know what? Do us a favor. I want you to send the rest of your stories in, obviously, because that's how the show works. And they, you say you're not very good at writing. Yeah, really? Tell that to this tissue in my hand. Well, don't. That'd be weird. But you know what I mean. Um, no, thank you so much. And do send in the rest of your stories. Maybe put a little disclaimer in at the start, just for me, that I won't read out that says, Kev, you may weep like a baby, just so I can get prepared. Wow. God, I, I feel like I need like an emotional shower. I need to get under a cold, cold shower, and it's not just the 30-degree heat and me wearing a scarf that's setting that off. Anyway, we are about to head over now to Reddit Corner. And don't forget, by the way, if you've got a story that you want to send in, email it over to contact at talkaboutghost.com, and I will read it out. Now, before we head over to Reddit Corner, I've got a bit of an announcement to make. It's more of a call to action, really. So, as listeners of a long time of the show will know, Kevin often goes through little dilemmas in his brain, which causes him to do things like reformat the whole show. I mean, if you're new to the show, you may be like, this is episode 30, whatever, 33 or whatever it is. Um, it's not in reality. It's like episode 280. But Kevin gets in a bit of a state and goes, no, let's reformat the whole thing and get rid of all the other episodes. Ah, because because that's the way I am. Now, that's not a good way of doing things. Let's be honest, it's not. That means that like three years of content have just gone into the ether. Um, so I've asked a group of individuals to help me out in trying just keep on the straight and narrow to make sure that I don't need to do something like that again. And their first call to arms or as a suggestion is to ask for your guys' opinion on how you think this show should go. And it's a good thing. It's going to, you know, it's going to give me a bit of a guide path on what to do to keep you all happy because that's important, isn't it? It is your show at the end of the day. So if you'd like to have a bit of input in that and possibly win a voucher for your time because you know sometimes you need to incentivize these things you could win a 50 pound amazon voucher yes you could if you fill in the questionnaire in the show notes that's in the show notes of this show there will be a link and when you click on it it will take you to a questionnaire about the shows about this and the dark paranormal but it's basically like do you like the length of them you know and stuff like that so it can try and collate information to build a better show and not it end up being in six months' time, I have a brain meltdown and delete the whole thing and start again. You know what I mean? I just think that's a, a better use of my time rather than trying to delete two years' worth of my existence and start afresh. So if you'd like to help out on that and possibly win a £50 Amazon voucher just in time for Christmas, I know it's miles away, but you know you may as well have these things. Just click on the link in the show notes and go and fill in that there questionnaire. Okay, with that said... Now let's prepare ourselves. Let's get maybe a pack lunch, a torch, maybe a map, and definitely let your parents or your loved ones know where you're going because we're about to head into one of the most dangerous areas in the world of podcasting. That's right. It's Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, we're in the most delightful of places. Although I just have told people it's the most terrifying place in the podcast world. Why is it the most terrifying place? Because we discuss everything spooky and you own it. You're oh, like, I, thought, I thought you were in our house. No, you're like Satan. Oh, right. You okay. own Becca's Red Corner. Okay. How are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> How are you? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Anything new to um, report? Yeah, no, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, you. Um, in what way? 
don't know. Anything? Um, I don't think so. Oh, did you tell everyone about the, the tapping on the window the other day? <gasps> no, I didn't actually. Did I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought you'd be well on that. No, so go on. Okay, so it started. So there's two nights. The first night, you and I were both asleep, mm. and something woke us up. But I don't think you know what woke us up. But I know it came from the window. Like maybe I woke up a split second first or something. There's the like, bedroom window, isn't it? And the yeah. like the t- upper floor. Yeah, our bedroom window. So, but we both jolted awake. Like it was quite loud. It was like mm. a little rustling or something. We both and we both were wide awake. Um, and we both looked over to the window, and I couldn't see the cat and you said where's the cat or like is she there and we were looking and she was behind the curtain so mm. she was there so I couldn't see from my uncle but you could you like leaned around and you're like oh it's alright she's there so we both just put it down to her and went back to sleep the next night I was in bed earlier than you mm. and the cat was in her bed to the left of me and the window was on the right side and you were in I was playing video games in the back room yeah, with headphones on yeah you were in the office Um and again, there was like a tapping or a banging. It was like outside the window, like a. a it wasn't three. It was like it was a, It was a loud noise. So much because I was asleep, and so much. Mm. So, so I woke up again, wide awake, jolted awake, looked over to the window, and the cat jumped up and went straight to the window. So I know it wasn't her because she was asleep in a bed yeah. next to me. And you also and know it was a there. genuine noise because she reacted to. It. Yeah, exactly. She. We both. Looks to the window. Mm. I actually got out of bed, right, which is unusual for it me. It is unusual, I, yeah, I recall. Yeah. I do not like being woken up. Um, and if I I do, get woken up. Because I jumped, because I've got my headphones on concentrating on, on a video game, and next thing you're stood in the doorway. Yeah, if I get woken up, I like to try and go back to sleep immediately. Mm. Uh, so for me to actually get out of bed, it was yeah. like, it was definitely like a proper noise. Um, I thought there was someone outside the window, was yeah. was the thing. Because you came into the, into the back room, didn't you? you went, there's a noise yeah, at the window, we don't know where it is. Uh, yeah, I, kind of, I needed you there before I went to investigate, because I was that convinced it was going to be a person. Um, yeah. So we looked up, we couldn't see anything, but in fairness, you can't look straight down either, can you? No, and so, it's, you know, they, they were talking about the, the bedroom, the front bedroom that faces out into the, into the street of a house. So, like, it's... 12 feet, 13, 14 feet in the air, yeah. this window. The thing is, the windows are quite high, aren't they? They're not like... Yeah, and they're the higher than standard windows. Yeah, so you can't see directly down. No, you would need a large ladder to get up and knock on that window. Yeah, but I mean, for us to look, you can't see directly down. Oh yeah, we down can't see directly down. So like, we were looking, but we couldn't like see anything. Um, but yeah, like the cat there definitely backed up like mm. what it said happened but it also makes you wonder about the night before because we just presumed it was her and it obviously wasn't her the second night because she wasn't there so what do you think it is I, just, I thought it was a person I thought we were under attack but when you can rule out like we did on that night I, w- I was saying to you wasn't I, I said there's no way someone could silently get up to that position there's not even like something they could stand on to do it there's no way somebody could get a ladder up and all that silence and then the noise you hear is them knocking on the window and then they get away could have been someone throwing something I don't know no. There's security on site as well, so... Yeah, but they're not watching every house all the time. But it freaked you out? Well, it got me out of bed. She's there. Yeah, so, and it's you know what, like, like I've said though, there's, that's now the fourth thing, which is just on you. <laughs> yeah, I... My worry is that it's a person who said this, I'm like... Not bothers about supernatural. Well, I like it's paranormal. I, my concern is that there's a person trying to get in the house. Well, it wasn't a person who knocked on your bathroom door when you're in the shower. No one knocks on the bathroom door. You said they the did. Shower. Yeah, there was a tapping. There wasn't a person who threw my t-shirt from the wardrobe onto the bed whilst you were in the bedroom. No, that was you being messy, mm. shoving stuff in. Tell you what, Beck. 
They say if you if you look into the paranormal in any way, it starts looking back at you. <laughs> yeah, apparently the mystery makes it like he fucking believes anyway. You believe anything? Let's get it. <laughs> anyway, this is the story we're going to do today. From Reddit, um, this is the one I've chosen. It's from you slash galaxy underscore ridden, mm-hmm. son of course of the infamous galaxy underscore ridden family mm-hmm. from Newark. They're not from Newark. I'm just made that bit up. Okay, when you're ready. Okay. Oh, oh, there's a doorbell. And we're back. It was just a delivery at the door. Um, it wasn't a ghost. But then something crawled on my arm and I screamed like a little girl. It was, a, it was a great scream. Do you want to replicate it? Yeah. That's what it, <laughs> it was genuinely exactly was. Like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an ant. Anyway, anyway, are you going to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Becca. Nice to meet you. Right, so we're starting. We're starting. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Let's begin. Let's. The title of this story is I Keep Hearing Slash Seeing Things in My House and It's Only Getting Worse. Oh, as the title says... Is I... it from you? <laughs> no, because I don't see anything. And I'm just conscious of the house being under attack. You're not getting this. Okay, go on. As the title says, I keep hearing and seeing things in my house. Ever since we've, my dad and I, moved into this house, I can't shake the feeling like something's wrong. Since I was a kid, I've had nightmares about this house being haunted and different spiritual beings in the house. Just today... I had a dream that the reason I feel like someone is watching me in my room is because someone used a Ouija board in here without closing it. As of November last year, things have been getting more active. Things disappearing, random thuds from different rooms, the eerie feeling like something's here. Even my dogs are affected by this stuff. Lately when we're all downstairs, my pups will sit at the bottom of the stairs and stare up them and growl. I've even cleansed my house with blue sage, rang bells all around the house, and even have my grandpa bless our house, he's an ex-pastor. Just last night, as I was getting ready for bed, around 2.30am, I saw something out of the corner of my eye in our stairwell towards the bottom, and when I actually turned and looked, I felt like I was staring at something. I'm at my limit with all this stuff. I'm never comfortable here in this house, and I'm always on edge. Has anyone else experienced stuff like this in their homes? Hmm. Hmm. I'm struggling... To find, like, what is actually going on there. They just keep going on about how uncomfortable they are, but I'm not seeing What anything. did they say they saw in the stairwell? Nothing. Or they just felt uncomfortable in the stairwell? Yeah, they um, felt like they were staring at something. And, like, as they said, just today, I had a dream. I, yeah, that's oh, intangible. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I just can't shake the feeling that something's wrong. I've had nightmares about it being haunted. There's nothing actually happening. There's no here. tangible haunting there, is there? No. But what's the start of the what's the title of the thing again? I keep hearing slash seeing things in my house and it's only getting worse. But I don't there's not one thing where they say They've seen or heard anything. Yeah. Well they've said random thuds from different rooms. Okay. Well that's but mostly pretty... it's the eerie feeling like something's there. Maybe like Boston, she can't fight this feeling anymore. Is that Boston or Oreo Speedwagon? It doesn't matter. Um well I mean we all know about Kota. Don't we mean. all know about COTEP. What does COTEP stand for, Becca? Corner of the Eye Phenomenon. Well done. Um, and in, like, in fact, like 2.30, your stairwell, like, you know, if you're at the bottom of the stairs and it's dark downstairs, mm. there's a good chance, you, you know, no one likes looking into like a dark Yeah, yeah. I mean, I needed it. I was going to stay up a bit later last night. I went to bed about one o'clock, but I wanted to stay up till about half one and just finish this game I was in the middle of, but I needed a drink. Mm. So my options were to, what, what I wanted to do was come downstairs and get an iron brew out of the fridge. Mm. 
and have a nice cold iron brew before bed. But because I thought, nah, I'm not going downstairs at this hour, I just went to bed. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Was water from the upstairs tap not an option? I don't like water from the upstairs tap. Why? I sip it during the night because you need hydration through the night mm. when you're a lizard. But um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not one for water from the upstairs tap. I mean, I would say you certainly don't need iron brew at half one. You say this. Iron brew, the iron brew I drink, contains no caffeine, no sugar. I mean, yes, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's just like water. <laughs> it's bright orange and fizzy. Yeah, no it's way, fit. Like, it's good for you. It's made in Scotland from girders, of course it's good for you. What's a girder? An iron girder. You like what they make bridges out of? Yeah, that sounds healthy to consume also. <laughs> well, it's good for you. Well, it's good in some way. Um, anyway, so we'll have to keep our eye out on this house and your paranormal... There's nothing paranormal about it. It was just a tab- The thing is, it was because both the kitten and I heard it, obviously, and went straight to the window. The neighbour's like, kitten, but yeah. Yeah, the neighbour's cat. Um, she she ran over there. And I like I looked there as she was running over there. You know, it was like a simultaneous kind of thing. So, the, I don't know. It was a definite noise. Maybe it's the tree, because there is a big tree the outside. Tree I didn't reach. I didn't think it reached. Maybe it does, I don't know. So, but anyway, one thing that you have to say that you will do is that you'll tell us when something happens. Don't keep it to yourself and think, I'm not telling them that. Because you've already said in the past, I even thought, I'm not telling them that, you'll just say it's this. So there could already be other stuff that you're not letting on. No, there's not. I will tell you. The reason I would tell you is because if I don't tell you, I feel like... It would only You're acknowledging be because I it think it would be a paranormal thing, yeah. Whereas I know, I know it's not a paranormal thing, so I may as well tell you so that I can tell you it's not a paranormal okay. thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, then, Becca. As always, thank you for your time and allowing us into your spooky corner of the podcasting universe. You are welcome. Thank you for joining Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay. Well, thank you for being so polite. <laughs> okay. Tatty bye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>